the last year, 32 households have been referred here. 22 households had an initial visit. 14 households have become clients. 11 possible clients to see between now and July. Fully booked. We have seen two people already gone debt-free. It's getting better. One saved. Come on. Many have been given food or food bank vouchers. And three households went on a discovery break. A discovery break is a two, three or four nights away in nice accommodation, in beautiful surroundings, having fun with other clients where they can discover Jesus. And we gave away luxury Christmas hampers. All have been given information about this church, WHBC. We've given clients Bibles and other Christian resources. When clients go debt-free, we take them out for a meal to celebrate. Hi guys, I'm Simone Walker. I am the centre manager for the debt centre here. Um, I just want to explain to you roughly what we do um, over a month period as we go into the home. First of all, a client who is struggling with debt and poverty, who will go to bed thinking about money, will wake up thinking about money, who will dread the phone calls, who will dread the knock on the door. We're not talking about a few hundred pounds in debt here. Most of the clients feel guilt and shame and bogged down by the level of debt that they're under. So they... um, through debt letters from creditors and through citizens' advice bureaus and through the media and many other ways, they will have come across the name of CAP. And CAP is Christians Against Poverty. We do not hide the name that we are Christian. And it's for the client to pick up the phone and phone the free um, phone telephone number in Bradford. And if there is a centre in their area, then there will be someone who can help. But there are many centres... Um, that haven't even been opened yet. Because one in four households are in debt. One in four households. If you imagine your street right now, every fourth door behind those doors, and it's not just debt. Debt doesn't just come overnight. Debt comes over a period of time. It could be a break. There's always more than just the debt. Uh, It could be a breakdown of marriage. Um, It could be that someone has lost uh, a job. Uh, I get to see many houses that uh, have no wallpaper on the wall, no carpets on the floor. Um, So yes, so they pick up the phone and uh, they they phone the number and then head office says if there is a centre in their area, then they'll send someone to their house, to their door, that they will come in. There are three charities that um, help people with debt relief. It's a free, we don't charge our clients anything, it's a free service. Um, But we are different from the other two charities. We go into the home. And it's a privilege to go into the home. So they phone up head office and head office say, yes, you live in Salford. We have a a debt centre in Salford that covers your area. And you're the debt centre manager, even though it's me, it's we, call up. And first of all, I reassure the client. I speak to the client. I um, let them talk. Um, and I assure them that it's going to be okay. 
I tell them that we always work alongside a church, that we're Christians, it's in the title, and I always offer to pray with them on that first phone call. So even if they don't go any further, that means every client someone has prayed for. It's such a privilege and an honor. Okay? Um, I am fully booked up for the next three months. I have, in the last year, I would have, other than one period, I've always been fully booked. So clients have to wait um, that's not always a good thing. I'm believing for this centre to expand and grow. Um, because once you have decided you want to deal with something, you want help straight away. You don't want to have to wait. Um, but in that time, I give them jobs to do. If they need to open a, another bank account because they're in debt with their bank account, I get them to open another bank account. Um, if they... Uh, don't have their mail in order, I ask them to get their post in order. Um, when I go into the home, a lot of times we're presented with this, okay, that letters haven't been opened. You know, clients really struggle, not all clients, most clients really struggle to open their post, to open their mail. So they do that. And whilst that is going on, because I've made that connection, um, we're praying. I also have a WhatsApp group, and I'll send out messages to them. So we start the ball rolling straight away, the reassurance, the connection to the church, they've been prayed for. And then I go into the home. I never go alone. I always go with a befriender. Um, and they're always presented with this pack. And in that pack, it has a WHBC pen. It has um, church information. Everyone gets church information. My business card um, and a leaflet about enforcement uh, agents or other known as bailiffs because a lot of clients will have, like I said before, knocking on their door. Um, and this is to know just how to handle them. So for, for a lot of clients, this information alone is crucial. Yeah. Then they're given um, amazing exchange. This is about what we believe in. This is all about Jesus. Again, um, in that visit, I will offer to pray with them. And it's very rare that someone turns down and says they don't want to be prayed for. Because they have picked up that phone. They know it says that we are Christians against poverty. So that, that we will accept any faith or denomination. I don't care who they are, what they look like, but I am a Christian and I am not going to be afraid to talk about the name of Jesus. Every single one will have one of these. This is a journey out of debt. And from the very first visit, they are asked, they are to agree to take out no more credit, to stop using credit cards, to supply all paperwork to CAP, to respond to letters and phone calls from CAP. This is a big ask, guys. I mean, these are people who are afraid to talk about their debt to anyone. Yeah. To live within an agreed budget, to pay the amount that they're going to pay into their CAP plan, that all their creditors will be treated equally, to take on board any advice provided by CAP, and to tell CAP if my income, bills, or debts have changed at all, and to let CAP negotiate on their behalf. Now, even though they're ticking all those, CAP is still not working for them at this moment. 
We then all have the legal paperwork that they have to go through. I will also show them a DVD, fabulous DVD, um, with the founder uh, of CAP and what he's been through, his personal testimony. Um, the reason why he started off the charity is he has been there and done it. It's not uh, just a vision that's been placed on his heart. It's an experience, a walk that he has walked through where his marriage split up and he ended up in a friend's room and when his children came to stay, they would have to sleep on the floor. This was a guy that had come from the financial background, um, financial industry, so you would think that he wouldn't get into debt. A lot of my clients are from the financial industry. Um, don't ever say never. Don't ever, ever judge a client. We, when I see my clients, I look at it from their point of view, and each one of them, I would have done the same because nine times out of ten, they're not saved. And even when we are saved, we make mistakes as Christians. Look at the Bible. Look how many mistakes the disciples did. Ye of little faith. Then, um, so I will see them with a befriender um, for about an hour. I will connect them with the befriender because... I can't personally, even though I want to, and I, this is an area that I'm struggling with, I want to be able to relate to each and every client and to build a relationship with them, to be able to take them out for coffee, to take them out food shopping, to be there. But they are not to um, rely on me. I am a signpost to the church that is a signpost to Jesus. It's not about me. It's not about the befriender. It's all about him. Okay, so the, I'll introduce them to the befriender. The befriender will um, leave their details, and that is how the relationship is connected with the church as well, because it's the befriender who can take them out and do things during the week um, and weekends. So if it's a single mum with a child, I'll try and fit a befriender that's a single mum with a child, so there's a connection there. Um, so, yeah, so... So I will leave them, like I said, we'll pray with them, and then um, they have two weeks to get everything in order. And within those two weeks, um, again, it might be that in that hour, or sometimes two hours, I'll pick up the phone and I'll call some of their creditors because some of their bills are, are from years ago. And they're like, I can't deal with that. They've not contacted me. It's okay. And I'm like, no, they will catch up with you. And when they catch up with you, the figure that's on that piece of paper could be three, four, five times as much. If CAP are going to work with a client, they have to deal with all their debt, not partial of it. So um, even though, um, and it normally takes with most companies five working days for them to send out a letter. So that's why we leave a week to two weeks before the second visit. And then on the second visit, um, we go for a 26-page document. And it takes two, three, four hours sometimes. Um, and I will, we will ask them everything and anything from their previous address to previous jobs to um, uh, income and outgoings to even if they have property abroad. Um, uh, because, and that's another thing, to break the concept that it's one in four households in debt 
So the other day when I went to the court in the city of Manchester and I had all these heads of department from the DWP, um, uh, Department of Work and Pensions and Universal Credit, and they were coming to, to me to talk to me about what we do. They were talking about it regarding their clients. And I said, look round the room, one in four it's not just people who have been on years or generations of benefit. I have clients that are teachers. I have clients. I have one client who's going to sit the bar exam in New York this year. Okay, so I, just, I don't want you to think. Um, and I actually want to use you guys as a church because you will know people in your street. You will know people that you work with. You will know people in the school playground. And I want you to dare to put... Uh, Christians Against Poverty leaflet or business card in their hands because it's a, a good opportunity for, for you yeah. you don't even have to witness all you have to do is pass them on that green card, that leaflet that gives them hope you don't even need to talk about it it's easy and that will help um, us to remain fully booked <laughs> okay so in the time as we build relationships Kappa, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. They haven't just said, Simone, World Harvest Bible Church, just go off um, and just do whatever. They fully resource us. I have Bibles. I have lots of different Bibles, recovery Bibles, Bibles for women, Bibles for youth, for children. Um, I have books, one, hard-hitting books. Like I said, it's not just debt. Every client has a story, um, and there's a reason why they've got into debt. So it could be addiction. Pornography, it could be alcohol, it could be gambling, it could be drugs, uh, it could be shopping. Um, and this is a great book. Um, and then what we do throughout the year, we'll have client events and we invite the authors of the books as guest speakers um, to, to minister as well. It's, a, it's not just a, a one hit fits all. This is a, you know, we, we ask clients head office when they come back, you know, they could be on a repayment plan for three to five years. Um, this is a long journey. It takes a long time to get into debt and it, it's not a quick win to come out of it. It's a lifestyle change. Um, so yes, um, so we fill out this and along with this, with all their paperwork that I have now got into order, um, this, uh, and then I go back, I go back to the office. Again, I will pray with the client and I will give the client uh, envelopes. And do you know what? The envelopes that I give to the client are amazing because what happens is I give them free post envelopes. So from the second visit, they can put all their letters, their uh, demand letters in that envelope. And all they have to do, no covering letter, all they have to do is put their reference number on it once a week and just send it off to head office. And then head office deals with that debt, deals with the negotiation of it, deals with the phone calls. And eventually, not straight away, but I would say from the start to finish, within about two months, the phone calls stop. The knocks on the door stop because they know CAP have got involved. There's no point talking to the client. They know they're not going to get anything out of the client. They've been trying for years to get anything out of the client. They have been awful, demanding, and it's not got them anywhere. But when they know that an organization as big as CAP has got involved, 
they are happy. Um, they start, and because they're dealing with another organization, creditors will then talk to CAP and work with CAP as if they're a human being um, because it's business. And these guys have KPIs, what are targets to hit, and these guys have targets to hit. But when it comes to a client, and a creditor talks to a client, they talk to the client as if it's something under their foot. These people are nine times out of ten depressed, suicidal, really struggling, and they find it difficult to pick up the phone, find it difficult to write a letter, and they are then bombarded by abuse, um, negativity, um, hard-hitting sales tactics to try and get money out of these people that they basically haven't got. Cat removes all of that. Um, so, yes, yeah, so, so, so I then go back to the office, and then we, Karen, uh, we then photocopy the paperwork, and then I go over this again. Guys, this is not a natural thing for me to do, okay? For anyone who knows me, I um, struggle with reading, I struggle with writing, I struggle um, anything when it comes to administration or uh, academic side of things, but what I am is I am passionate about Jesus. And Jesus asked me to do it. And when I said yes, it was not an easy yes. It was a kicking and screaming yes. I don't want to do this yes. And I will leave you all with a challenge right now before I go on. God might be placing vision on your heart or ministry on your heart or things on your heart. And it doesn't fit. It didn't fit. I had three young children. I was a stay-at-home mum, and I was comfortable at being a stay-at-home mum. I loved it. And I was like, Lord, if I do this, I sacrifice a child to do this. And he said, no, you won't. And in a hotel room where I sobbed my eyes out over training, and I heard about what I was going to confront, and because we live in Salford, I knew that I was going to confront all of these issues when it came to seeing children abused and neglected, when I was going to see addictions, and I was going to see people with mental health problems, and I'm like, hello, I'm a stay-at-home mum, little me. We can't do this, but he can. So whatever God has laid on your heart, whatever you're battling That's with, right. say yes. Because in that hotel room, he also made me many personal promises for me and my household. And I hold him. Many of those promises have already come to pass, but many of them are still to come. And I'm expecting, and I know that my God will not fail or disappointment, and he will come through with those promises. There is reward in obedience. Okay, so all that goes to head office. I am no financial advisor. I, I didn't even, when I went on training, they started talking about Wonga. We don't even own the TV. I had no idea about payday loans. I had nothing. Mark deals with all the finances in our house, and I'll tell you why in a bit. Um, so I had no idea of um, what was going on. So I sent it to head office, and I go, yes, it's their department. They to deal with it. And it's them who come back with the different options, with the different solutions. And like I say, I'm no financial advisor. There are lots of things I can't do and I can't say. So I can never say, I think you should do this. 
Or if I was in your shoes, I would take this option. But they are presented with the options that fit their criteria. So it could be something that's quick, like a debt relief order, some insolvency, bankruptcy, and then clients will go debt-free um, fairly quickly. Whatever route it is, I will walk with them until they become debt-free. Other clients, it could be a repayment option. That could be three to five years. That's a long time, guys. Okay? We, as the church, walk with them yeah. until they go debt-free. And in that time, I will, we will be building relationships with them. And if they fit the criteria, and most of them do, the whole side and passion um, of CAP is, yes, the debt is important. Of course, this is um, what it's about. But the main reason is about Jesus and seeing clients saved and set free. Okay, I would say to clients, this is your pile of debt. And we at CAP want to come along and help you remove that debt. Doesn't that sound familiar? Our debt of sin is here, piled up. And Jesus wants to come along and remove it. So we're not talking about just getting debt free, but we're talking about them saved and living in freedom. Because they actually can't go through the process unless... I mean, unless they get saved in the process or unless they're already a Christian, because it's hard-hitting to walk through it um, to get debt-free. And in, in the journey, we do what's called discovery breaks that I told you about earlier. They'll go away for a couple of days, um, and a, a, a team from head office will be there to serve them. They put the child, they look after the children for them, and they'll put on... Um, Beautiful food, uh, different activities. I do pampering ones for, for ladies, of course, um, and outdoor things for younger children. The, the, the tailor may make it to the clients that have been invited. Um, and then in that time, they will put on different things like um, talks on forgiveness, talks on anger. And all the time, it's an evangelist outreach to see them get saved. Once they're saved, they're given a pack, and it's all followed up uh, through the church, but also followed up through CAP. To me, it's amazing. To me, it's perfect. Um, and then on, uh, on the final visit, I go, and that's, like I said, that's when they decide, that's when they choose to go on the option that suits them, and I walk through it with them. But God gave me a picture a few weeks ago regarding CAP. Um, and in the worship, um, I actually believe it's more than just CAP. I actually believe it's for this church. And what it is, along as you heard me and Peter read out the figures, you'll see that there were more figures at the beginning than they were at the end. Because along the journey, along the way, there will be people who decide not to work with CAP. Um, either we're asking too much, you know, we're basically telling them they're to change their lifestyle, and some people aren't quite ready for that. Um, also, the different options might not suit them. It could be for, for many reasons. It could be that my, I'm very uh, bold about Jesus. It could be that I've put them off um, with, with me being so strong on the evangelism side. But if you imagine this, this boat in the middle of the sea, and Cap and the church is this tanker, okay, and then all my clients, all our clients are on board, and, and they're going to be debt-free, they're going to be saved, 
but they, they can't handle it, they can't cope, and for whatever reason, they jump off overboard. And for me, it's been really difficult to see so many clients. Some, I've, I've, I've gone to make the phone call, and they've said, um, it's, all right, it's too late, we've gone a different way, because the waiting list has basically been too long. Or it could be... Um, we need to see, if it's a couple, we need to see both of them, and one works, wants to work with CAP and one doesn't. It could be that when they've come through the final paperwork, they're really not willing. I've had a, quite a few clients, um, and I'm thinking, yes, this is it, this is it. And between visit one and two, or two and three, they've gone out and they've taken out more credit. A baby's coming, and they've gone, and they've bought a, a 900-pound um, or £200 uh, buggy and they put it on credit and, and I've said to them, look, and they've gone, we've talked about it and they've gone, we don't think CAP's going to work. We don't think we're quite ready to change our lifestyle. Those people jump overboard and they're in the water and I, at the beginning I used to get quite upset and I'm like, Lord, they're drowning, they're dying. And God showed me that actually they're not. They're just drifting in the water, they're hanging on to whatever it is, uh, wood, etc., and they're floating. But they cannot miss that boat, how huge it is, okay? And when they are ready, and it might not be today or tomorrow, it might be a year down the line. I had a client recently call me a year from one of my first ever clients who spoke on the phone, and then she contacted me. She's like, I'm ready now. And when they're ready... We reach over the side or we put a boat down and we pull them up. But I also believe it's a word for this church, for those who have left and gone. They're not, they're no longer, they're not drowning, they're not dying. They know where we are. You cannot miss us. We're here. We're crying out the name of Jesus. And when they're ready, like the prodigal son, we will be here and we will not judge them and we will call them back. And I thank you, Lord, that this place is going to be full to overflowing. And I thank you, Father, for the many services we are going to have. And I thank you that they're not just going to be saved. I thank you that they're going to come with all their problems. And we're going to take them and accept them. We do not judge. And we're going to pull them up. And we're going to keep hold of them until they're fully matured. And if we have to let them go again because they're off mission here or planting churches there, then we freely send them. But you cannot miss it. And you cannot miss CAP. And you cannot miss this church. I do not believe that you have to have cancer to relate to someone who has cancer. Do not believe that whatsoever. I have done cap money for a few years and I knew that one day a debt centre would be opened but I thought of the conversation it was going to be a year down the line. And then I found out that the centre was happening a lot quicker and I think it was a lot quicker than any of us expected Mm. in the church. Um, And God said, now do it and I will prepare you, I'll equip you and I'll do all the rest. When um, you have been healed of something, it's as if it has never happened. Okay, so a picture God gave me in Bible college was that um, when someone falls over and they they split open their knee and you've got a massive uh, blood, blood coming out wound and then it heals over and there's a big scab, isn't there? Okay, and if you're like me, you pick at it, 
and it gets worse and it oozes more and then eventually it heals over. But then there is a scar, isn't there? I've got scars on my knees from childhood and most of you've got scars from accidents and things. And God showed me that he had healed me from my past and that he'd set me free and there was no scar. Well, when I was um, 19 years old, I got married, and I was married for 18 months, and I got married to um, someone I was very passionate about. Um, I kind of idolized him, and he was my be-all and end-all, and we'd been going out for four years, so it wasn't like it just happened. And after 18 months, he walked out on me. He was having an affair, and um, I was like, no. This guy's going to come back. He's coming back. He's coming back. He's coming back. He took the car with him. So I had been given two credit cards when I was 18 because when I was 18, I inherited quite a bit of money. So the bank manager said, Ooh, come on, here's a credit card. And then he said, actually, you can have this one, what's a visa, and then this one, that's a MasterCard. So I was like, fine, not a problem. So Go back to the story, uh, husband's walked out on me, taken the car, it takes me about 40 minutes, just past my driving test, 40 minutes. So I go out and buy a fairly brand new car because he's coming back. And when he comes back, we'll sort out all the bills. Also, when you're hurt, and in, um, yeah, when you're hurting, you do things to make you feel better. And you get a kick, and it can be through different things. It could be like I talked about before. It could be like clicking on a pornography site. It could be going for a drink. And for me, I like to shop. I like fashion. I like things. So I went out. I bought a new car. And then um, I also realized in Christian circles that there were a lot of people at that stage were waiting for partners to come back. They'd left, etc. And... In my hurt and in my anger, um, I had heard God say that he was bigger than this situation. And if this man was coming back, wherever I would be in the world, he would bring him back to me. So I decided that I was going to get on with my life. And in that time, I decided to go to Bible college. Um, But before that, um, I had a few parties just before Bible college and a couple of times in nightclubs and all the time it was going on the credit card, on the credit card. Um, and during this time, I had to get a solicitor because um, the reality was slowly coming that this guy wasn't coming back and he wanted to get a divorce. Uh, so I got a good solicitor because that's what you do and that added up. And before you knew it, I was in £12,000 worth of debt at twenty years old um, and fully saved hands up I've made mistakes guilty um, but God is my redeemer and God restores and in that time uh, there was an organisation I hadn't heard of CAP uh, and it still is one of the charities that exists it was called CCCS back then it's now called Step Change and they don't come into the home but they do a similar thing over the phone and And with God's grace and God's mercy, he took me out of a horrible situation. I'm going through, I'm a young, I'm a child, going through a divorce with all this debt, um, lots of hurt going on inside, a lot of bitterness, a lot of anger, a lot of 
every emotion and then I'm getting the phone calls and I'm getting letters and they go from black letter, letters to red letters and oh, it just gets worse and worse. And my way of dealing with it was to put it under the mat, under the rug, you know, pretend it doesn't happen, that's, you know, we'll deal with it later. Anyway, the reality was it had to get dealt with and I did become debt free through this organisation and I thank God for that. But like I said to you before, um, when something happens and God heals you, it's as if it never has happened. So I go to Bible college and in that time God heals me of a lot of hurt, pain and bitterness and he shows me that that, um, I will never feel like I felt back then. Um, And he did a real healing time in me because I believed that I had nowhere to go. I had nowhere to go other than to Jesus. And I, even though it's theologically not correct, I put all my eggs in one basket and I gave God one more chance. I said, I'm going to give you one more chance. But he can cope, guys. He can cope with you being real and honest and open with him. But as long as you run to him. So, this happens in my past, a long time ago. God's healed me, forgiven me, and been set free. I'm now happily married, got three amazing children. And I speak to Peter about... Um, doing the being with set, the debt, the centre manager, and I go to training, and it's like deja vu. And I really, I'm, I'm not over exaggerating, guys. I, it's as if it had never happened. I had really kind of forgotten about a lot of it. And it was when clients started talking and I started to have my training that I realised I've been through this. I remember the phone calls. I remember the mail. I remember this. I remember the feeling. I know what it's like to go to bed thinking about money. I know what it's like to wake up in the morning thinking about money. I know what it's like when it's all consuming, when it's bogging you down. And like I said, I don't believe you have to go to it to relate. But Jesus is so good. He works all things for good for those who love him. And he has taken my situation. And many years later, I'm now 37, many years later, I can sit in front of a client and I can see in their eyes and I can touch out to them. And the moment I share my story with them, they know I've not made it up and it breaks something. So he can take someone struggling and someone staggering, someone who doesn't know what they're doing in a ministry and you can totally trust and rely on him and he will use you. He will use you. Come on. Amen. That's enough about me. It's all about Jesus. And the one thing I say to every client if I get into their house on the first visit, and I think it makes some of the friends befrienders cringe a bit. I go, I don't care about your debt. I really don't care. Because if you die tonight, you are still going to have the debt under your name. But what I care about and what I'm passionate about is if you die tonight, are you going to heaven or hell? And I say it like that. And I tell them the gospel message and we pray with them. And at the end of the day, it's not about me. It's all about him. And it's all about seeing us clients set free and saved. And then the debt can be dealt with. But the debt is not the, debt is not the main issue. It's all about the client. And as, uh, all about Jesus, but it's through the client. And on that note, I'd like to invite one of our clients up. Yay. Everybody, this is the lovely, lovely Lolita. Yay. 
who um, is actually a, a Christian. Yeah. Okay. Um, and we'd just like to ask you a few questions, if that's okay. Are you happy to tell us a little bit about your situation before yeah. you called Cap? Mm-hmm. How did you feel? Um, I've always known the Lord, but I kind of like slipped out and just went into the world and enjoyed the life of the world and um, I came into this country and the Lord I just the Lord's always been knocking on my heart knocking at the door of my heart I just knew it um, I came went to a school where I became really really good friends with a Christian family and they just welcomed me to the house they were like super kind to me and they invited me over to church and um and I, I just, there was just something great there that I knew it, I belonged there. But because the influence of the other side were, it was quite kind of hard because I was a child and I didn't really know what to do. So I, I, we went to faith camp and I just knew there was something great. But down the line, I kind of like got, just didn't really follow up with them. But Eventually, the Lord came to me, and again, which was great, I got saved, and um, it led me to uh, the church where I attend at the moment, uh, to Audacious, and I just, it's like, I just, every time I'm like, this is where I, I was meant to be, you know, for so long, this is where, I, I know this, I know this feeling, you know, it's just been so great. And then I, one day I sat down and I thought, I, I, it's obviously it's not me. The Lord is just like, you really need to get your life sorted, you know, because I got into so many debts. It's just, all I wanted was just making myself happy. I was living for myself and nobody else just shopping around and, and, and just not really bothered about anything else. So, um... I just, the Lord was just like, you need to sort something out about your death because I kept getting letters and phone calls and it was it was quite really hard with my son because I'm a single mom and um, and my, my son, sometimes at home, somebody knocking and I'm like, let's just not say anything and I thought, this is not alive, Do you know, I can't carry on living like this, Lord, you need to help me, um, I, I, I can't live this way. Um, I, I really need to do something about it. So it, it was quite hard. I was. How did you hear about CAP? Um, it was at church. We at church. We we talked. They talked about CAP, and um, I didn't really pay much attention until the letters started coming quite very, very, very much, and the doors and everything. And um, okay. later. What was it that CAP got you to do? What sort of things did CAP get you to do when all those letters were coming through and all that hassle was coming through your letterbox? What was it that CAP did? Um, when I got, when I heard about CAP, I rang and they, they said everything was fine. We were going to send somebody over and Simone came over with a friend. And it, oh, first of all, before she came over, I spoke to her on the phone and she 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 spoke to me about uh, Jesus being on the boat with a disciple coming the storm, and she asked me to to go home and and pray in, in in every rooms in my house, and just speak the peace of the Lord in every room. And as I was 
I was coming back from work, picked up my son, going home. This, there was just something beautiful about the sky. It, it was just amazing. And, and I, I just, I, I couldn't, it was just, there was something great that actually stopped the car at, at the car park. And, and I was just looking at the, the sky and there was so much peace. And, and I felt so much peace in my heart. I, I thought, wow, this is amazing. And Simone had spoken to me about peace. And I was like, wow, this, this is amazing. So I got home and I say, I'm, I'm definitely going to do what Simone has spoken to me. So that night I started praying. And at first, because I was battling with fear, because I had so much fear as well. So at first, I, 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 was, I had so much, I, I was scared to actually even go to different rooms in my own home. And, and, and I was just like, I can't, I can't do this. I can't let him, the devil take over me. This is my home, you know, and, and, and I'm not going to let you take over because I am a child of God. So I started walking in each and every room and I speaking the peace of the Lord in every room in my home. And I remember I went to bed that night and it was quite hard to sleep. I, 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 it was so hard because, and it was around about midnight and I couldn't find sleep. And, and, and I just start speaking, peace, peace. Jesus gave us peace. He left his peace here. And exactly the same feeling that I felt when I looked at the sky. The peace of the Lord was just right there. And, and, and I managed to sleep. So Simone came over after, after the first time that I met her. And uh, I've explained it to her. And it, it, it was just, it was great. We went through the, the, uh, the letters that I, I was really trying not to look at because I thought there was just, there was going to be something that was just going to happen, miraculous, just to solve, to like, to solve out everything, which wasn't the case. I had to take responsibility to actually do something about it myself. And with that, so it's a journey, isn't it, Lolita? Yeah, absolutely. It's not a one-time fix? No. <laughs> So for, for people who may be out there who may be struggling or know people who are struggling with, with their debts, um, what, would be, what would be the one thing you would be telling them about CAP, the key thing for you about CAP and the difference that CAP's made uh, to you personally? Um, I'm, the difference is I'm quite really rubbish at kind of like um, putting priorities with what to pay first and what to pay last. But Cap came up with a plan where it's like I've got it right next to my bed and each and every time when I get paid, I'm looking at it, okay, this is how much I will spend for my food, my fuel, um, like activities, and that's what Cap does. It gives you a plan of the kind of things you can actually um, spend your money on. And it's just been incredible because then now I feel like I know that, the Lord is with me, and, and I could just go through it with all what Cap has kind of like um, this, describe the budget. the budget. Yeah, yeah, I can budget really, really so much better now, and and things are so much better. And um, well, Alita, surely you must be an accountant, very experienced <laughs> in financial matters to be able to do this. No, no, no. Cap saw all that no, for me. Right. Yeah. So, so did you hear that out there? <laughs> yeah. could, anybody? Anybody? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm like really kept saw everything. I've got it by my side. 
in my bedroom. So I just, like, I just got paid, <laughs> you know, like a couple of days ago. And I was just looking at it and I'm thinking, okay, this is how much I'm going to spend for food. This is how much Cap suggested me to spend for food. And it's, 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 it's enough. And, and I, I didn't think I could actually do that, you know. That's what I, I, I struggled with. How much is it sufficient for food? How much do I spend for um, going out with my child? How much do I spend for clothes? And Cap was able to actually do that and taking money out on a monthly basis to actually repay all the, 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 the debtors, you know. And I have no more, um, like, letters, no more knock on the doors, on. no more phone calls. And, um, that, that, that is fantastic. Yeah, so, 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 do I take it now that the, it's, the sun is always shining, that everything's sorted, that, that it's all easy now, plain sailing? Um, Where are you on the journey? I'm, I'm believing for um, something greater. I'm believing for I, I will be debt free, and, and and I'm not I'm not on my own. I'm not by myself. I am with Jesus. And That's I know right. he's calming the storm for me. Um, and I've received letters from debtors saying um, they've accepted uh, the offer that Cap has given them. And, and I just praise the Lord because he's with me. He's my strength. I, I cannot do it by myself. And um, it's step by step. And at the same time, I, I'm responsible as well. And, and I'm just like, I'm, I'm super, super overwhelmed with everything. Lalita, let's give a hand to Lalita. Lalita, I want to thank you for coming up and standing in front of people and giving your testimony. Because I know it, it's not an easy thing to do. I know, and before you go, I just want to pray for you. We pray for you as a church. Father, I thank you for Lalita. Thank you for her family. And all that is within me, your peace, I release to you peace of Christ, I release it to you now in the name of Jesus, the name above every name. I stand shoulder to shoulder with Simone and Lolita, and yes, the same faith you have exercised, we exercise our faith with yours, we join it, we link it by the blood of Jesus and declare that you are debt free. You are free, and the one who the Lord sets free is free indeed. indeed. Amen. 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 I think we might have another budding... Um, Debt centre manager. <laughs> you never know. You never know. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you, Lalisa. So Pastor Alan's going to come up now just for a few words. What you may not have realised is Cap here at WHBC is a year old. This is us celebrating our one-year anniversary. Wow. What a fabulous year. That's been amazing. And, you know, um, think about vision. Vision sometimes takes time. And, you, you know, what's happened uh, with uh, uh, our, the clients is it takes time for them to get out of there. It's not an instant thing because God wants to teach and train us not to get back into debt. Think about vision. Sometimes you have to work at it to see the fulfillment. And I just want to honor Peter and Jill, really. I want you guys to just come up here because actually oh, it's more than 10 years ago, in fact it's a lot more than that, it's nearly 20 years ago actually, uh, these guys had the vision for people getting out of debt and 
before they even joined the church that was, uh, with us, they had this idea. But then as they began to speak it out, and it was more than 10 years of speaking it out before it actually happened as a reality. And we just want to say a thank you for them to keep it on sticking in there, speaking it out, praying it out, speaking it out, praying it out, speaking it out, praying it out. You know, the, um, Jill runs um, many of the, uh, the CAP uh, money management side of things that Peter started it off. And uh, that's all about the training. Um, so, but, so they, but they didn't see the vision fulfilled through them. And uh, you know, I just want to say this. Sometimes God gives you a vision, gets you praying, and then someone else is the solution that actually does the work. Because at first, Jill was going to apply for the job, but it really was clear it wasn't the right thing. And actually, I think you guys were almost upset about it at the time. Okay? Being a vision carrier does not mean you have to be the vision supply. But holding on in prayer, because we want to say thank you for being faithful to the vision. And I know you're a big part of the supply, financially. But, you know, the reality is, I'm not the one that's making CAP happen. Peter and Jill, along with some others, prayed it into place. But Simone, I want you to come up as well. We want to say a huge, huge, huge thank you. As you heard, it was... It was done in weakness. It wasn't done like we had everything in place, all the befrienders, all the finances. In fact, we stood in front of the church a year ago and we said, we need 16 people who will commit £25 a month, gift-aided, to actually cover a salary. And Simone started when there was no one ready to do that. Peter and I, and Jill and and Claire, we went, we'll put the first one, and Peter put the last one, of that 16 hours so that we could pay. I want to tell you, financially, Claire and I couldn't afford to do that. But God supplied our needs as we stepped out as the leaders of the church. We went, we are going to put our money, we're not just going to say we support this, we're going to go, and we put money that we didn't have we put that there, as well as all the other stuff. But Claire and I have paid off more debt this year ourselves than we've been able to do for a while. You see, we did it when we didn't have the money. And we're at the anniversary, and I, and it's just, as I stand behind, a year ago, Shanae helped raise two and a bit thousand pounds that was the initial money that got this off the ground. Shania, are you still around? I can't see where you are. Shania around? Okay. Anyway, she did that. Peter put some money in, and a whole bunch of other people put in some money. A year later, we're needing the same. The cap is £6,000 for what they do. We need the salary we need all of those that committed to support Simone last year to kind of go, we're going to do it not just for another year, but for the next couple of years. Okay? There were some people that gave a one-off gift for the whole year. They covered it in one go. Well, it's time for that to be renewed. 
I'm actually talking straight hard cash. It costs over £10,000 as a church for this ministry to happen. But over 11 clients have been helped. And how many more are going to come forward in this coming year? So I want to put the challenge before the church. As I'm thanking these guys, sit down. I want to put the challenge before us as the church. Will you enable us to keep going? Okay. Will you begin to actually take vision that God gives you and pray it out even if it takes a few years? Will you actually, when you hear vision and it doesn't fit but you know it's God, rearrange your entire life to fit the vision. That's what Simone did with Mark. They together decided that. It wasn't just one of them. Will you, like Claire and me, even though you have nothing to give, take out of what you have and sow to enable vision? Three different challenges I want to put out to the church. And, find, and of course, the fourth one is, do you know Jesus? Do you know this Savior who actually takes you on the greatest adventure going? That's, that's, the, that's what you just heard. It's an adventure. So I just, right now, I just want you just in your heart, just settle. Just settle this. As a church, last year, we wrote off a debt of nearly £5,000. And we saw our gas bill written off. It should have been £50,000. That's what happened in this church. We helped other people's debt. God helped our debts. Right. What do you believe? Is God good or not? Is God good or not? He's big. He's amazing. He is the God who calls things that are not as though they are. And that's what we have to do. So I declare, World Harvest Bible Church is a fruitful vine. Its branches go over walls. That means that limitations of man are not a limitation on this church. In other words, what we see in the natural will not stop the fruit. Going over and other people being able to receive. So I want you just right now, I want you to just stand before the Lord. We're... A little bit late, but that's okay. This is, this is important stuff. What's God you called you to? First of all, he's called you to salvation. If you don't know Jesus, then it's real simple. Jesus, I want you to come into my life and get. I want you to be my savior. Jesus, I want you today. If you say that, at the end of the service, I want you to come up the front. You need to talk to someone. You need to actually let today be a change of your life, a redirection. And that's not going to make a simple appeal. You need to tell the person beside you, I need your help. Help me go up the front at the end of the service and talk to someone. Two, if you are hearing vision from the Lord, you need to pray it through. Vision doesn't happen without prayer. Vision takes prayer. You need to write the vision down and you need to pray it through. 
I need to share it with someone. One of your leaders, a life group leader, area leader, pastors in the church. You need to write it down. Thirdly, each, these are different things that different people in this room might be responding to. Vision takes a change of lifestyle to fit into the vision. God doesn't call you because you're able. He calls you and then he teaches you how to do it. If you're waiting to be able to do the job, you're going to miss God. So hear that challenge. And then the final challenge is, there are many of you, you're actually needing to get your pen out, you need to go to the back, and you need to write your name down and commit to supporting CAP. Okay? Four simple challenges. Just close your eyes. Father, I thank you. You know the challenge that fits each one of us. And so, Father, I pray right now, you'll seal that in hearts that people will not be able to go away from today without actually settling which of those applies to them. Heavenly Father, we pray for the work of CAP, both what's happening here and in Bradford and what's around the country and countries. Father, we just speak your blessing over it. We speak your increase over. We speak supernatural supply. We speak the miracles of debts cancelled. You came to set the captive free. And I thank you. That's what the year of the Lord's favor is about. You set captives free. So, Father, we just pray right now for the success. Father, we just thank you for our sister getting debt free. We declare she is debt free. We call her debt free. And we say that out over this church, that this church is debt free. And the members of this church, the partners, those who are part of the house, we declare we are debt free. So we say debt, go cancel yourself. Go throw yourself in the sea. Be gone. You're no longer going to be part of us. You're no longer ruling our lives. But we are the blessed of the Lord and we declare it. We call ourselves favored. We declare pay rises. We speak debts cancelled. We declare that we are able to sow and reap. As we give, I thank you that you supply our needs and more. You supply that we might be a blessing to many. And so we say, poverty begun. You're not part of our lives anymore. In Jesus' name, we say no. And we say yes to God's plans, his purposes, his vision, his enabling, his, his call to give financially, to give time, to give energy. Whatever it is, Lord, we are saying yes, yes, yes. In Jesus' name, amen.